Town Square There was noise in the hall, snow was flowing in the air And I could see just then the flashing spark of the match to my first smoke Some houses are built to last It's too people inside to change too fast I can see their faces looking through the glass Not where they belong She let you stay You're a beautiful girl I'm right where I belong, babe I'm here with you You're a beautiful girl We could do that, but we're not going to. Welcome Thank back to the Project Gen X <laughs> podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And I'm Barry! And today we're going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite movies, and fuck you, Dave, regardless of how you feel about it. Uh- <laughs> I, I, I love this movie, too. I'm not going to lie. I love this movie, too. There's 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 moments that... Are, the, the creep factor is way there, up high. There I'm are some lie. things that didn't age well. Yes. On the, very the, the creep factor is way up there? Oh, yeah. How about this? Way up there. Hold Let's, on, hold Hold on. We're going to be talking about the 1996 movie, Beautiful Girls. Yes. Okay. Barry, give us a rundown of the cast, because this is one okay. of the most 90s casts that ever 90s cast. Okay. So. Well, let, let me give you the stats, and then I'll give you the cast. All right. So, again, this uh, Beautiful Girls, 1996, uh, released. Yep. It was actually in February right. 1996. So. Um, directed by Ted Demi. Yes. Made famous by multiple well, he's uh, the, music he's videos. The, he's the man behind Yo! MTV Raps. He is. And, and he's also behind one of my favorite bad movies, Blow. He was, yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. It's a horrible movie, but, you know, it's a great <laughs> Which is really right. funny considering the way he died. So. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, seriously, Ted Demi died. After, because he did a bunch of cocaine, then went and played basketball, yep. and his heart exploded. Oh, yeah. He was like 36, so, 37 years old. He was 30s, real yeah. young. Yeah. So, so I got yeah. a question. Who is it produced by? Uh, Harvey Weinstein. We'll, we'll, we'll Harvey, Bob and Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, we'll okay? get to that. Like, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Written by. As almost everything was in the 90s. Okay? Scott Rosenberg, who did two of my favorite movies, Con Air and Gone in 60 Seconds. Okay. Um, That's produced, why they still the same. Produced by, uh, and it, the listing on it says Carrie Woods was the producer, but the executive producer was the Weinstein. Right. This is a Miramax. This is a Miramax joint. So. Uh, box office on this puppy was about 10 million, so it wasn't too bad. What was the, I know it didn't do well at the box office. It, I mean, it, it was, was okay. It, 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 made its, it made its budget. That's about it. All right, you ready for the cast? Here we oh, go. It's a, it's as Alan likes to say, it's a murderer's row. Of oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah. dear God! Uh, is absolutely. This one. Too bad their talent was, was wasted on this piece of. Girl. Well, <laughs> I disagree. So but, Dave hates love. Yes, and so <laughs> I will say that this movie. Well, we'll get into it, but um, all right, just to kind of run through them, and I'll give you the names, and you know, most of these you may have heard of. Um, start off with Matt maybe D- Matt Dillon. Playing Tommy the Birdman, Roland. Correct. Uh, you may know him from a little movie <laughs> called The Outsiders. Uh, we will go down the list of oh, movies we know him we from. Okay, kind of it's like, yeah. Uh, Noah Emmerich played Michael Mo Morris. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the best movie that I could find him from that I personally love is Miracle. He was in Truman Show. He was in the Truman he Show, but I loved friend. him in Miracle. He was he played also the assistant in, coach. He was also in The Americans. I yes. was just about to yep. bring that up. That was one of my wife's favorite shows. Um, Annabeth Gish played Tracy Stover. Yes. And she's Mystic Pizza. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still love that movie. Replacement Scully. Yeah. yeah she was a replacement <laughs> Scully. <laughs> Kmart Scully. Playing uh, Darian Small. Wish she was also in yeah. Wish. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. she was. Yeah. Wish. Wish yeah. for the Gish. Yeah. 
All right. Um, playing. You know it was funny because she was in something. Else. It was one of those things where all of a sudden she started popping up in a bunch of stuff. Well, it was Annabeth like, Gish is one and, of those. Well, yeah. like right around the time of Sons of Anarchy, she was in yeah. that, and she was in a couple of the things where it's like, she, oh, she starts popping up. Oh, she was in uh, Halt and Cash Fire. Yeah. Yes. All of a sudden, yeah. Like at the end, she's like, very yeah. much a hey, it's that girl. Yeah, she's been in all kinds of stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Playing Darian Smiles was Lauren Holly, made famous by. Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Dumb and Dumber. Um, former, former Mrs. Jim Carrey. Well, yes. She plays a piece of crap in this movie. Well, you know, it's yes. typecasting. Yes. But um, <laughs> playing Willie Conway, Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton. I loved him in Leverage. That's yes. I, I love that series. He was, he's well, been, he was what? Falcon and the Snowman. Taps. Um, taps. I mean, he was in a he's, bunch he's a of, of stuff. And he plays a piece of crap in this movie. <laughs> playing Day's favorite. Do you know whose son he is? No. Timothy Lauren, Lauren Hutton's. Oh. Lauren Hutton's kid. Um, playing Gina Barisano. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, Dave's favorite, uh, uh, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Who's and a piece of crap. This is 90s Rosie O'Donnell. I will like, say that this is the best role Rosie O'Donnell, I, or the truest role that Rosie look, O'Donnell has She played. is a supporting character. And she And it. she has one of the best scenes in movie history. Yes. Even, even my wife said she liked that little diatribe. Yeah. I, I would say there's that, no getting around that. That is always my like. Just go watch this one. Kev, <laughs> the snowplower, uh, yes. was an actor by the name of Max Perlish, who is in one of my favorite bad movies of all time, Gleaming the Cube. He was also in the Angel. Yes, uh, he would set a recurring role in that. So basically, was it Buffy. I think it was actually on Buffy. Uh, well. I think it was Buffy. It was one of the two. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, 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 he was one of those. Hey, it's like if, guy. He if shows you need up a redheaded guy with an yeah. accent, he's yeah. your go-to. Yeah. Uh, playing Jan was Martha Plimpton. Martha Plimpton. Made famous in The, the Goonies. Goonies. Uh, playing Marty, the 13-year-old. We'll get back we'll to that get conversation to that. in I a know, bit. I know. Natalie Portman. Who in, plays a victim. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> Natalie Portman. This was not that long after The Professional. Like, this was... Yeah. Like... This was one of her like early, Leon. early yeah. roles. Yeah, because yeah. she was. I think she was like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, somewhere in there. So. Playing a thirteen-year-old. Uh, yes. yes, I just want to make that point early on. She's playing a thirteen-year-old. Playing Paul Kirkwood from one of my favorite bad movies, True Romance. And I have to say it this way, Dave. Michael fucking Rappaport. <laughs> Michael Rappaport. Yeah, uh, which is funny because Michael Rappaport and. Um, uh, Martha Plimpton mm-hmm. later were in Raising Hope together. Yes, yes. So, and yeah. I, I'll, I'll give Raps one tidbit of acknowledgement. He played a great character in the series Only Murders in the Building. If you haven't seen I haven't it, haven't recommended enough. Well, you know, he was also in um, um, John Singleton movie uh, Higher Learning. Yes. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. He's in, he was in a ton of stuff, a ton of stuff in the nineties. Playing, and in the early yeah. I think he's had a couple guest spots on um, Oh, he's, Big Bang Theory. Also, yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah he was like also a, the, the helium dealer. Or he something. was on. Yes, he was on Friends. He was on um, he's great actor. Ton of stuff. He's, oh, what was the what was the was it till death do his part? And in, and I in think this, it was just called Till Death. or so, Yeah, it was yeah. Till Death. And in this movie, young. he's not a piece of crap. He's just a, a no. man child that won't grow up. Yeah, yeah. He's we'll, we'll get to him. Bit of a messiah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, playing Sharon Cassidy was Mira Sorvino, Paul yes. Sorvino's daughter. Yes. Uh, made famous in Romeo and Michelle's... Uh, uh, Mighty I, I, Aphrodite was uh, like, no. she won a golden Romeo gold for that. Romeo and Michelle's so. high school reunion still one of my favorites. Where they uh, the killer or the, is it the replacement killers? Replacement killers, and she was in a bunch of stuff in yep. the nineties. So it's yeah. playing, and I can never say her name right. Indira and Indira, Indira, Indira. One of my childhood crushes was 
Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. <laughs> Who am I kidding? We, I still have a crush. Uh, as I said, the most 90s cast that ever 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I, I turned around and looked at my wife last night. We were watching us like, she's still one of my crushes. And she's like, oh, really? we, oh, we're not done, boys. Mm. We're not done. We still no. have more of a cast oh, to know. go. Here. I know. There's a lot more. Pruitt Taylor Vince, uh, made famous in JFK, mm-hmm. played Stinky. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest name ever. Who is a great dude? Yeah. Stinky was awesome. Stan. Uh... Stan. Sarah Stan. Morris, who played uh, Moe's wife, was played by an actress named Annie Ann Bobby. She mm-hmm. did a lot of voice work, okay. but uh, she's most famous for a movie that I think you two will know well, Nightbreed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen that movie once. Uh, um, once? Only uh, once? Yeah, it's not a good movie. So this, this one. No, it's a bad movie. It, yeah, it's, it's a, a really fun movie, movie to watch. Dave, you're going to love this one. Yeah. Um, playing Dick Conway, which is Willie's father was an actor by the name of Richard Bright. Mm-hmm. He was very famous, uh, started a, with like Marathon Man, yes. but best known for Godfather 2, yeah, Godfather 3. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck it. There's in a bunch anyway, of stuff. Yep. So. Um, There's one other one. Oh, I'm still I'm okay. still going. The idiot baby brother. The idiot yep. brother. Yep. Uh, <laughs> playing Steve Rossmore, which was Darian's husband, was an yes. actor by the name of Sam Robards. Who has been in a ton of stuff. Yes, uh-huh. most famously, if we're going to talk about Creep Factor, American Beauty. Yes. Yes. Playing Willie's younger brother, Same type Bobby, of factor. David Arquette, David Arquette, made yep. famous in <laughs> Ready to Rumble, baby. Really, that's I was, that's where I'm going. This I, is I the was, same you year. Can go, Scream came out you this can exact go same all year. You want. So I was <laughs> I was going to go with Scream on that one. Yeah. Later this year, Scream was released, and then that was it. So, so uh, Dewey. There's a few other notable actors um, that you know. There's this a bunch of who's who kind of. Thing. Yeah, there's a bunch. Um, John Carroll Lynch, who I love, this guy played Frank, the bartender. Oh, he was um he was in um he's Drew, Drew Carey. Carey's show. He was Drew Carey's yes. brother. Yes, the crossdresser. Yes, so, yeah. Um, the, uh, the he's also been in a ton of other. Stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Pete, playing Peter, Peter the Eater. Peter the Eater. Yeah, was an actor by the name of Tom Gibbs. Now Tom didn't really do a whole lot of. Uh, in camera work, but he was made famous in the Naruto series. I've never watched the English episode, so. dubs for the Naruto. It was his <laughs> voice um, playing L. McPherson. <laughs> the dog. The dog was lucky. The St. Bernard. <laughs> and there's there's one other. Well, I think actually, also played Beethoven, didn't he? No, 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 no. Is that a different dog? Yeah. I believe they're different dogs. Yeah. Uh, playing two different, uh, or there's two different ones that I want to mention on this one because there was a house band. Yeah, it was the Afghan show. Wigs. It was the Afghan yeah. Wigs, and they were they actually were going by the name Howlin' Maggie. Yeah. On that, but it was the Afghan Wigs. Right. So Greg Dooley and uh, Happy. Chishner? I can't remember his last name. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the soundtrack a little bit it. later because the soundtrack's actually is really good on this. Yeah, so. I loved it. But yeah, do we want to get into it now? Do we want to start? Or? Do you want me to do my... Uh, I really didn't prepare. Do your rundown. I'll, I'll, I'll give you like the, 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 the bare bones rundown of this. Give it Go ahead, us. man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull an Allen on Tron on this one. <laughs> the difference is... This movie is, sucked. No, the difference is... is this movie sucked. This is why am I the bridge between this is an actual because this movie's about a pedophile, unlike Tron. Willie Conway is going his uh, a piano player in New York City. He's going back home to his his hometown of Knightridge, Knightridge, Massachusetts, which they don't say it here, but that's where it is. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no mistaking those accents and or the uh, license plates. And he's going back for a reunion, they don't say what it is. Tenure, no, he said. That doesn't count, and I'll tell you why, because we'll get into it. All right. There's there's something else going on here, okay? It's some kind of reunion. Right. Obvious, it's a high school reunion. Obviously, it's a, high school, it's a high school reunion of some yeah. sort, yeah. but there's some 
problems with that. Mm. And I'll tell you why when we okay. get there. Aside from the fact that Timothy Hutton's like 40. Yeah, he's actually so. he's playing younger. He's playing younger. Uh, how, how much How much younger? I'm just wondering. Well, uh, at that time, well, only sorry. honestly, only three of the cast members that were in this were playing their own age. Yeah, or um, close to their own age. They, um, because the thing is, is it like when? All right, so when he's having the conversation with um, uh, Michael Rappaport's character. Um, oh um, crap! Yeah, uh, is it Tommy? No, Tommy's uh, Matt Dillon. Anyway, when he's having the conversation Paul. with him, Paul, and Paul is talking about you know breaking up, you know, seven years, and he and. Willie says to Paul, he's like, you know, you're 27, you know, blah, 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 you know, type stuff. Right. Later, when Mo and Willie are having the conversation about Dave's favorite subject, and he says, in 10 years, it won't matter. I'll be 20. I, um, she'll be 23, and I'll be 20. I'll be 39. Yeah. So there's a two year difference between him and everybody else. Well, he could have been, you know, I'm thinking it was, I'm thinking it was just a script so, problem is yeah. what it so was. So he's basically so, saying he's 29. Right. And he's hitting on a 13 year old. Well, he was to be not fair, the 13 year old was hitting on him. Okay. But, you know. The, but yeah, anyways, so he's coming back for a reunion and he's having a existential crisis of sorts of what's my future going to be. Yes. Do I want to marry Tracy? My long time, my girlfriend of or almost a year. Do I want to date a 13 year old? Or I could just turn his microphone off completely. You know? <laughs> um, or you know, what am I going to do? You know, am I going right. to take the sales job? Whatever. He comes back home, and <laughs> hilarity ensues. Anyway, uh, that's the that's the, the that's the elevator pitch. Of yeah, this, it's, okay? it's it's very much a coming home movie. It, it very it's, in, you know there the 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 world that you left that never changed kind of feel to it. You know, you have the guy who was the most popular guy in high school that's now driving a snowplow. Well, Tommy owns his own, uh, he's got a landscaping uh, company. I think it says construction on the side of his truck, but yeah, it's, but it's they more do, landscaping. But they do a lot of landscape. It's him and it's Paul and it's Kev. Yep. They all, you know, they, they, they work together here in Knights Ridge, you know, and they, they and do Mo. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. No, Mo, no, Mo's, no, Mo is a oh, plant Mo's manager. The, the, the plant manager. He's a plant yeah. manager. Yeah. We, we learned that later. Um, I think he says production manager. He's his plant manager. He's a plant, it's a plant manager. It's a textile yes. plant. Yeah. yeah. Which I like Mo. Mo's a great, Mo's, Mo's a great Mo's dude. A great Mo's a stand-up dude. dude. Okay. But, you know, it's one of those things. He's coming back home. His mom died sometime yes. previously. And his dad is still kind of kind of just floating through life. And his brother, his younger brother is... a. You know, he's a loser. He, he yeah, I mean, he's he's still living at home. He's still like, I mean, he's played by David he's young. He's, Come on, you know, he's in that probably in that 22, 23 year old, you know, just out of college or if he went to college and he's still like partying with his friends. And, yeah, because you know, I'm right. I get it. I was there. <laughs> we all were. Uh, but it, but it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, but it, because that's again Marty, yeah, uh, the next uh, the, door neighbor, the next door neighbor, the, the the little the thirteen year old girl that has moved in next door. Figure skating. Uh, yeah, but she says, you know, because she asked him, you know, yeah. she's like, so your mom's dead. He's like, well, he figures that. Well, your dad's got that lost look that you know men do, and then the little brother's kind of aimless, you know, right? Whatever, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Marty is most definitely the quote unquote manic pixie dream girl in a lot of ways. Don't say it. Um, because she actually her and uh Indira both yeah. fall in that category of like well, these characters who are kind of like moving plot along I, I, and, and, I, and gonna, adding exposition. I'm gonna okay? disagree with you on one thing okay. on that though. Because where Marty was more of Almost, if we want to go like Greek mythology well, kind of feel to it, she's not really, you know, 
She's more of like the soothsayer. She's wise beyond her years. That was what I was really getting yeah. into. That Marty precocious is, child. Absolutely. Yeah. Marty is absolutely the that plot device we see in a lot of stuff of oh, yeah. that young character that knows way that knows more than way they more than they should have than they should. You know. Now, and she even says, you know, I'm 13, but I'm I'm older than my age or whatever. You know, wise beyond my years. wise beyond my years or whatever type thing. You right. Know? So it's, old soul. She said, old, I'm soul, an old, old soul. Old soul. That's yeah. what it took is. me a minute. And we've all heard that from somebody at some yes. point. And it's one of those things where, again, you know, and then, of course, all the literary references. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. And the conversations her and Willie have, you know, they, they, they reference Hamlet, all, Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo and Juliet um, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, um, um, Nietzsche, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes. Was Nietzsche was brought up. Um, it was one of those things. And, you know, she even. And what she 13 even, year old knows about Nietzsche? But she even, like, brings that up she's yeah. like oh no no literary reference goes on you know goes on uh, unused or whatever you know type thing it's like right. okay it's kind of the the, sc- the the screenwriter kind of being like yeah we know yeah we know you know right. it's like you know but it's really weird to like watch and i know we haven't even, i mean because i've barely even given the plot of this thing so i had i had made the joke a while back go ahead when yeah. we were talking when we were initially believe me i could idea. i could i could talk about this for an entire I hour said myself that, so I, I basically said this was a 90s version of the big chill in the sense that there are like multiple mm. different stories that were going on at the same time that were all intertwined i but, can see it but it's yeah. not up his ass the way that the big chill and is. that's fair <laughs> and that's fair you know because insert comment here you have up its you know, own ass how about that you have it's this like, weird you know love life issue with you know tommy having an affair with darian and who is his high school girlfriend who's his high school girlfriend who's, who's married, married to, to someone some else guy, yeah you know and this whole thing where they're sneaking around behind each other you've got but everybody knows it you've got paul who doesn't date any women around because or he was dating um he was martha, the, Mar- uh, um, martha plimpton's character oh, i don't remember her name, name. Shit, I should uh, know all it was this. Jan. Jan. He was dating Jan. They were together seven up. years. Yep. Seven years, and then she she basically indicated she wanted to get married, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Right. And so then he flaked. And then, so she goes and she starts dating a much older guy. Yep. Who's a meat cutter. Who's a meat cutter, which yep. is, you know, you how's a, veg- she's how's a vegetarian. How's yeah. a vegetarian <laughs> going to date a meat cutter? But Paul is obsessed with models supermodels specifically, specifically supermodels, you know yeah. and he does it of course it's the he, 90s. Names, he names his damn dog el mcpherson but he has like posters of, of cindy crawford and yeah. and i mean all Rachel of those hunter all all of those 90s supermodels up on his walls and he even has a great monologue about beautiful oh, girls oh, yeah that you is know. that i will say um, that is probably the best monologue that michael rapaport has yeah, ever had yeah and it, it and I'll tell you why it is. Everything I'll tell you body. why it is. As he's going through all this stuff, he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he has that one moment in the middle of it. He's like, that, that, he goes like, you know, beautiful girls have this certain awe about them. Yep. And it's one of those things where it's like, you can see it. He's like, at that moment, he's that one friend that we all have that learned this one word years yep. ago. And it, and is always trying to like has been waiting for an it, opportunity working it to get into it something in. to make it you know and, and it's great later like whenever Tracy comes to town yep and like oh, it's superb and, and <laughs> yeah and they're talking or whatever and he asks about uh, Indira because you know her and Willie had gone to the, uh, the 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 fishing shack yep and then she left the next day and he's all like. You tap that. No, no. He goes, he goes, what'd you do to her? And there? he's like, you let her behind the curtain, didn't you? You told her all the secrets. She said, They're all sisters. You know, that kind of stuff. And Willie just gets up his face. He goes, 
you stay up at night thinking about this shit, don't you? And he goes, you say that like it's a bad thing. And there's like this moment of them just looking at each other like, one of them is like in on the joke and the other one's like, what? You what? Yeah, yeah, it's legit. <laughs> so you were talking about Indira being... And then he goes and checks his freezer for him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no <laughs> but you were talking about Indira being uh, kind of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I think Very much a, so. A better analogy on that. She's not so much the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I'll tell you why. But go ahead. Because no one really engages with her. She's more of a unicorn. Because she's there... Everyone wants to pursue her, but it never well, actually pans out. Here's the reason why I call her the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Okay, okay. talk to me. There, there's two things. Right. One of them, they set it up immediately. When she walks into the bar, and you know, and then like they they can't believe that she's related to Stinky. You know, because well, even says there's no way her, you share the same mongrel blood that yeah. she does. You know, and he goes, yeah. not only is she hot, she's also cool. Yep. And she is. She is the coolest person in the room. Yeah. Hey, we'll do whiskey shots. None, none of this other like, crap or whatever. Hey, play the piano. Hey, go to this. No, but no, 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 no. but no. where it comes down to is later, like that scene later, yep. when whenever she goes into the bar and Willie's drinking and he's playing the piano. Oh, I know. And she name drops. Say. She name drops Gershwin. Like she knows about Gershwin, you yeah. know. And then whenever he says, yes, yeah, the thing that we do until baseball starts. And she Pitchers names and off exactly, show, report show on like, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, this is complete manic pixie dream girl yes. stuff here okay so <laughs> and, and, and my little shout out to my wife uh, yeah my my wife's a huge baseball fan and she mm-hmm. knows when the pitchers and catchers actually right. show up yeah, for no, spring no. training but anyway but yeah um, <laughs> but but it's just but again and it's one of those things you also remember she's only in four scenes yeah okay yeah. really she's in the introduction she's or when, when she's introduced when she introduced yeah. yeah. she is in the when her and a Paul go to the bar, yeah, and when, he's trying to and make he's trying blah, 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 blah. and then she's in the scene directly after that where she has an interaction with Tommy when she's walking home, yeah, and then she's in that scene with Willie when in right before she leaves in the yeah. bar slash uh, slash fishing shack, right and really Birdman's the only one that it. didn't hit on her. No, well, uh, of the single ones, it's one of those things. He flirts, you, but he doesn't hit on right, like right, Paul right. and like um, and like Willie. Willie yeah, does, and and I don't even really think he was flirting per se. I just kind of see that whole scene of neither one of them really Look, knew what to process. You know, that it was, was just kind of an odd that particular scene. scene, that interaction that they yeah. have. You know, where he's I'm he asked her, he's like, so you know, he asked her about her boyfriend or whatever. You know, and you know, and she has a, she has a great line there. And he asks, he's like, does he make you happy? And she's like, yeah, the ones that make me miserable don't seem to stick around. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a great line. Again, that is well, a very movie and, manic penny, pixie dream girl line to, to and get really, out there. She, you know? she hands him the key on how to pick her up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Says, I, I, need, four, I need four words. Yeah. Good night, sweet girl. And that's, and that's it. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like, and the, the so, way that he processes that is is different than the other guys, honestly, yeah, right. because it's one of those things that like she she walks on and he looks at her in the, in the mirror view mirror and he's like, "Good night, sweet, sweet girl. girl," and then he drives off. And it's like, okay, well, and I think, we've all had some kind of interaction yeah. like that she, with yeah. someone. Technically, in the past. hits on okay. him, and he not really. No, no, he no. hands she hands him the key. No, she no. didn't. Yeah, no, no. no. He asked her a question, and she said. She exactly gave, what it was. She gave but an honest she was answer. not yeah. giving him the key or like to, to for her. He's giving her the key. He's giving him the, the key for um uh is it Susan is it, Which one? Um uh Mira Savino's character. Oh, uh, 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 uh Su- Susan or Sharon. 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 Uh, it's Sharon. And it's one of those things that 
or is it Sharon or Shannon? One of the two. I think it's Sharon. But he's he, basically she's giving sure. him she's giving him the key to women. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I okay. think I'll take that, I'll take that as yeah. an answer. And honestly, now, and the thing is, like with Paul. Yep. Paul doesn't care. Paul is Paul is trying to make Jan jealous. Okay. Yep. And he she does she's not in on it at first. But then, whenever when she figures it out, really fast, really and quickly, goes willingly. and he's like, "Okay, fine." And then Paul goes and is, is a dumbass and, and kisses her, and then that's the whole thing. She tells she's like, "That that was all for you," yeah, you know. And he's like, "Oh, come on," and, he's, and she's like, "No, I'm done. I'm done with this now because yeah. you crossed the line." Yeah. And even with Willie later, it's one of those things where she's there. It's like, okay, <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. When he's sitting there and he's playing, you know, and and they're they're have they've got this Drunk great ba- they've got this great banter, you yeah. know, and she's like, oh, you know, what's with the uh, you know what's with all the sad music tonight? He's like, well, you know, happy pian uh, happy pianist play in the in the circus, yeah, you know, and and, and he's like, Tracy's coming tomorrow, and she's like, that's obvious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and I, I think you you hit on a couple of points about this movie, and and to Dave's but point, again, there's well, a lot say, of stuff that's bad. Yeah, with the we'll get into the rest, but, of, but but also in that with that whole interaction in the bar and then in the fishing shack. Yeah. Again, she's steering him towards Tracy, you know. Of you yeah. know, uh, every time that he starts to try to hit on her or whatever, she shuts that down immediately. Yeah, well, I mean immediately, and even drops that wonderful nugget of knowledge yeah. of all the stuff that he's saying. You know, some guy gets to you know, sp- you know, spend the day with you, and you know, and all this stuff, you know, and blah 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 blah. And he goes, and she goes, she just looks at him, and goes, yeah. And there's some guy out there that thinks that same thing about you and Tracy. Yeah, you know, and it's like. Oh well, and oh, see, okay. and, and like I said, you know, to, to your point, and you know, as I said, Dave, there's a lot to to. There's more. We'll this. get into all that other stuff but in a minute. So the thing that I, I really love about this movie, and this is the thing that I think really is more of a credit to the writer right. than anything else, is I think, and, and again, I can't speak from a, a, a woman's perspective. I have no idea, but I'm assuming there's going to be same moments in this that oh, come guys on. do. <laughs> Never mind. I, I will leave that. Stop it. <laughs> But I will not do that. I think the thing <laughs> that time. makes this movie so special is the fact that it seems like in every one of these little scenarios, yes, all of these are moments or impressions or thoughts that most people have run into at some point in time in their life. Yes. You've gotten those nuggets of knowledge from the beautiful person sitting in front of you where the nugget was almost more valuable than the actually, time you spent with them. Actually, yeah, you know, know going know. any further on I know. It. You've had those moments of having to deal with being in a bad situation in a relationship that you shouldn't be in in the first place. Mm-hmm. I give you Darian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have those questions about, you know, should you go forward with this part of your life or a different part of your life, which is Willie. You right. know, I mean, it, it seems like it was really kind of hitting on a lot of those not really midlife crisis anxieties, but like no. those those early life trying to figure everything well, out which way you want to go things. The, aside from what we said, excuse me, earlier about the obvious like um, gaff that they made with Willie's age. Yeah. That, that oh, ha- yeah, that's what that one. has to be that's where it's one. like when they were writing this, they didn't, they just didn't get it, you know, the, the numbers right. Around, we know in science... Around 27 is when your brain is fully developed and you're becoming a real human being. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere around there. And so, and that is, I know when I was that age, I was starting to make some changes in my life thinking about, hey, 
it's thirties right out there. Yeah, it's the first you know, time you're it's not maybe thinking this about is time. The next day. Now, yeah. granted, I like so many of us just said, "Fuck it, I'm going to be a kid the rest of my life." Right. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> but you know, it was just Dave's over here, just mm. <laughs> as we look around at all the toys. Pardon me while I Ron Swanson here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I get that. I mean, yeah, there, there, there is all of that. Okay. There is the whole going home. Yes. Okay. Um, seeing your old friends that you don't talk to on the right, especially then this is pre-internet or very early internet, but pre everybody having it. You everybody know. had the old fashioned flip phones or the slide phone. No, or. there's nothing. This is a '96. There's no cell phones in this movie. There was whatsoever. no cell phone. I could have sworn no was, cell phones okay. in this movie whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, you're thinking about the other thing we're going to talk about later. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. I um, apologize. Yeah, um, which makes it even worse. <laughs> the so everything's landline. Yep. Uh, you know, you might write a letter to well, somebody. And, and be fair, you know? it's also in the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts. Exactly. So, I mean, we're exactly. talking about tiny towns. Most of these people in here, with the exception of Willie, I think he's really the only one that moved away and came back. At, and that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. He moved away because he had this dream of playing music. Yep. Okay. Which is something that like Mo later, like it's funny how like Mo especially yeah. is proud of Willie pursuing this because when Indira first comes in when they're going through and introducing all this stuff you know and it's all of the guys actually because it's one of those things where like you know she was like hey you know there's you know you mind playing or something he's like no no no." and like and like even Tommy's like no seriously dude go you you never play anymore you know it's just kind of one of those like oh and then later or maybe it was early I guess before they went there when he's at Mo's house and he's talking about taking a sales job. Yeah. And then he's like, you won't have enough time to, you won't have piano. enough time to play piano if you do that, you know? And it's just kind of one of those things where it's like these people who were around Willie growing up, who like watched him throw everything into this dream. And yeah, now they they're won't like, let no, him no, give up on it. Don't do yeah. it. Don't, 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 you know, even yeah. later Tracy. If, yeah, no, Tracy's like, you know, he's like, I think I'm gonna take that sales job. She's like, no, yeah. It's like salesmen, salesmen are, 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 she's like, salesmen are, are, are piano players are sexy. Uh, salesmen are uncles. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's like, well, and it, 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 it wouldn't be superb. Yeah, well, exactly. So, <laughs> so we keep making the joke about the superb. There's a very big scene in this where Tracy finally comes to meet uh, everybody. Yeah. Willie's dad <laughs> the family, and his, the family, the family and the friends. And she makes dinner for them. And all his dad can say is that was superb. Yeah. That was yeah. really superb. That's, that was really superb. Now, and he just talk about somebody over. hitting on someone. Well, the brother oh, the is brother hitting was, on her like massively, the, right? The, the, <laughs> the little brother is a lech. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's yeah, just yeah, call yeah, it yeah. what it is. I mean, it's, and, and, and I can understand that. You know, I've, I've seen, I've been a part of environments where, the first time that you have someone new come in yeah, yeah. that is a, a cared for and an attractive person, you know, my, I distinctly remember when my grandfather met my ex-wife the first time, he just couldn't form words. Right. So it's that same kind of feel to it of you don't want to be insulting, but in the same token, you're kind of just completely enamored. Mm-hmm. And that that really came through in that scene. One of my favorite things in this is just it's a small little... You know, when they're at the pre-reunion deal. Yep. Whenever Tracy's meeting everybody. Yep. So she's over talking to um, the girls, you know. Yeah. And Rosie O'Donnell, you know, she's oh, like, yeah, yeah. do you know who you look like? You look like um, 
uh, Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Which I'm sure is something that Annabeth Gish heard a lot, you know, blah, well, blah, blah. And then she's like, have you seen the movie Misery? He's like, yeah, you look <laughs> just like Kathy Bates. And she's like, no, I don't. And, they're not, and the yeah. other girl's like, no, no. I think that is something they threw. That was an improv of some oh, sort sure. where it's well, like, okay, here's, this here's is what's a- funny about this is because Miss Nay, uh-huh. she's on her phone, like doing research on right. this movie. And she finds out that Rosie O'Donnell and Ali Sheedy are actually like really good friends. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's it. So, well, and, um, and to be credit, you know, we we got to talk about Rosie's scene. I, oh my um, god! That's hold on. Before we do that, I gotta yeah. I gotta jump off track here. Is it just me, or was the Ali Sheedy character in Breakfast Club better looking before the makeover than instead of after? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. hands down, sure. Hands I, down. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you. Yeah. I'll take the basket case any day yeah, of the week. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so, moving on. It would so, explain so much. The, 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 <laughs> the Rosie O'Donnell scene. <laughs> Well, that's true for we all three right of into us. That one. Uh, <laughs> you know, okay. That's true for all okay, three of us. Okay, the Rosie O'Donnell scene, which I am going to drop the audio in here. Hey, you're both fucking insane. You want to know what your problem is? MTV, Playboy, and Madison fucking Avenue. Yes, let me explain something to you, okay? Girls with big tits have big asses. Girls with little tits have little asses. That's the way it goes. God doesn't fuck around. He's a fair guy. He gave the fatties big, beautiful tits. And the skinnies, little tiny nibblers. It's not my rule. You don't like it, call him. Hey, Mitch. Thank you. Oh, guys, look what we have here. Look at this, your favorite. Oh, you like that? I can go along with that. Yeah, that's nice, right? Well, it doesn't exist, okay? Look at the hair. The hair is long, is flowing, it's like a river. Well, it's a fucking weave, okay? And the tits. Please, I could hang my overcoat on them. Tits by design were invented to be suckled by babies. Yes, they're purely functional. These are Silicone City. And look, my favorite, the shaved pubis. Pubic hair being so unruly and all. Very key. This is a mockery. This is a sham. This is bullshit. Implants, collagen, plastic, cap teeth, the fat sucked out, the hair extended, the nose fixed, the bush shape. These are not real women, all right? They're beauty freaks. And they make all us normal women with our wrinkles, our puckered boobs, hi, Bob, our cellulite feel somehow inadequate. Well, I don't buy it, all right? But you fucking mooks, you think if there's a chance in hell that you'll end up with one of these women, you don't give us real women anything approaching a commitment. It's pathetic. I don't know what you think you're going to do. You're going to end up 80 years old drooling in some nursing home. Then you're going to decide it's time to settle down, get married, have kids. What are you going to find, a cheerleader? Charge it, Mitch. I think you're oversimplifying. Oh, eat me. Look at Paul. With his models on the wall, his dog named Elle McPherson. He's insane. He's obsessed. You're all obsessed. If you had an ounce of self-esteem, of self-worth, of self-confidence, you would realize that as trite as it may sound, beauty is truly skin deep. And you know what? If you ever did hook one of those girls, I guarantee you'd be sick of her. Yeah, I suppose I'd get sick of her after about, what, 20 or 30 years? Hmm. Get over yourself. Thank you, Mitch. What? Say hello to Gertrude. No matter how perfect the nipple, how supple the thigh, unless there's some other shit going on in the relationship besides the physical, it's gonna get old, okay? And you guys, as a gender, have got to get a grip. Otherwise, the future of the human race is in jeopardy. What was that? I have to wait for you, Pete? I don't know. You can slow down. Great ass. Nice tits. Come on, let's go. 
go ahead and put your five or ten dollars worth in the swear jar. <laughs> now, what's funny is that that I've actually that audio drop that I just put in here. Yep, we have put it in another episode before. True. <laughs> when we talked about our favorite, Dave and I talked about our favorite like ten top ten movies or whatever. Yeah, and I dropped that because I made Dave watch that at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, he never he did not know about it. Oh, okay, and so that was kind of one of those is like, yeah, I that whole thing mm-hmm. that is brilliant. Yeah screenwriting well, i mean you okay? have that scene and you have the rapaport you know yeah, both absolutely. monologues are incredible i know that it really it just and it's funny because both of those monologues mm-hmm. can be pulled out of this movie in an, their own thing and just like stuck out there as like yeah. hey we could teach these in classes yeah, okay. yeah. we could teach these in classes okay? absolutely they could both honestly be pulled out of the movie and not affect the movie whatsoever Maybe the Matt Rappaport not as much. I, I I don't think they make the movie as good. But you know, yeah, that's, but I don't I don't think they really hurt the movie. No, that I much, I will definitely know? say they they are standalone entities. That's yes, that's that not a, a doubt, and that that's really a testament to both of them, because I mean anybody can get a good script, but to be able to get a good script and also perform it to where it's convincing enough for you to believe that that character actually thinks what they're saying is the truth. Right. That's what really shows off the acting chops. And and I know you guys crap on Rosie O'Donnell a lot. Oh, I and, love Rosie O'Donnell. And, and, okay, and that's, Dave hates her. And, that's in the... some cases, rightfully so. Let's not I talk get, about... Again, I get it. I all, get all, it. I, okay. all I do is I keep going back to the film with Dana Delaney, Dan Aykroyd, and her. Oh, that's a terrible... East yeah, of Enid. East yeah, East of Enid. That's, that's a terrible yes, that's, movie. That's, that's you know who wrote that? I don't really care. Anne Rice. Yeah. That's a terrible That is an Anne Rice And book. it was nothing like the book. No, so. whatsoever. But, um, Which is funny because she actually shot that movie before doing Beautiful Girls. Yeah. And then they had, because I remember, okay, okay, so here's one thing. When this movie was released in, 90, in like February of 96, okay, yep. both VH1 and MTV did um, specials on this show. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, VH1 did like, they used to, they would run it all the time too, where they had like different, the, the different, actors coming in and like they would talk yeah. about it and they had like all these like like some really like nicely produced stuff and I think right. you might be able to find some of it on you know whatever and then MTV had one where they actually had a concert where they had the different acts that were on the soundtrack play you mm-hmm. know like Pete Droge played and all that Afghan stuff. And like Mira, Mira Savino was there yep. you know like yeah. stuff. and you can I know for a fact find that on on, on, on YouTube. YouTube okay um, uh, but I remember in the one for VH1 with Rosie O'Donnell where she was talking about the um, the movie poster for this. Yeah. And she talked about how, like, she had been airbrushed a ton, <laughs> like, her face, you know. And she was talking about the whole Exit to Eden thing where she's like, she lost a ton of weight to do Exit to Eden. But then she'd put it back on before she did this movie. And then they had to go back and do reshoots oh, for God. Exit to Eden. So she had so, to lose it again. No, she didn't. And so there's there are scenes in Exit oh. Eden where she walks into a room one weight and then like exits the room a different way. That's weight, funny. You know, type that stuff. is funny. Uh, but yeah, and and the joke that she made about the poster, she was like, "If I ever go in for a plastic surgery, this is what I'm handing my surgeon. Like, this is what I want to look because <laughs> yeah. I had airbrushed her so much and make the, me look like this." Yeah. Um, but again, she is a supporting character. Yes. She's only and in she it for like it. a couple of scenes, you and know. She nailed it. Yeah. I mean, even even what she was doing when she's talking to Sharon, like after her and Tommy have the big fight, mm-hmm. you know, where they're they're in the, the salon. That whole thing is also another like, no, this is a pivotal scene for this character, yeah. you know, of yeah. you know, the the best friend who's like, No, look, here's the advice. This is what you should do. Right. 
you know, of course. And, and can we talk about Peter the Eater for just a moment? One scene. That's one That's of all my, it is. one scene, but it is one of the most. You can see a transition in that scene quicker than anything. So the scene is there well, at the reunion. The way that Darian well, responds. Yes. Yeah. So, so they're at the reunion and they're in front and they're getting their name tags. And Darian is is already she's a little drunk. She's showing up there because she was trying to meet up with uh, Tommy. With but Tommy, did, but he didn't go to anything. So. Yeah, he went to the bar instead. But that's a different that's story. A whole other story. So she's getting her name tag, and this guy comes over and says, "Hi, you know, Darian, so and so. This is you know, this is Peter. I sat in front of you in so many classes." Right. And she's looking at him like, "I don't remember you. I don't remember you." And she said, "You used to call me Peter the Eater." Right. You know, I had a bit of a weight problem. Yeah. And uh, he said something She's like, like oh, I'm sorry. Just yeah. kind of like blowing it off. Yeah, just kind of not giving it any credit. And he looks at her and goes, oh, you're coming here alone? The prettiest girl in the the, yeah. the, the town coming here alone? Yeah, you were absolutely gorgeous. But you were mean as a snake. You were mean as a snake. And then he walks off. And, and that's it. And that is, is like, like the mic drop. Yeah. You know? Her look is just like, is this what people really thought about me? You I know, mean, it's just like. Yes, yeah. because that's the person she is. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. Again, she's married, has a kid, and she's still sleeping with Tommy. And showing up to the reunion well, by and, herself. And Tommy's been trying to break it off. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Kind of, yeah. He he finally gets fed up with it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that, again, Tommy is still stuck in high school. Yeah. Like that, and you know, that's the, that Sharon was, makes, he that, he Sharon makes that comment earlier, like in the, like, she's like, yeah. you know, I can't compete with, you know. 20 something years. Yeah, or, or, or she's like, I can't compete with you know when you were you know when you were the king of the of, we were king of the hill in high school and, and dating darian smalls i right. can't compete with that you know and that's kind of the running thing of again being stuck in the town and that was yeah you peaked in high school and yeah. now you're just another one of the dudes and you know and then when her husband confronts him at the bar yep and it's that dude that that's a scene that is a scene he says so let me get this straight i can't buy you a drink but, but you, you can, can stick, stick your, your dick, dick in, in my wife. wife. He's like, whiskey. Shot a rock. Shot a rock. Yeah, just like, and it's like, what do you do at that point? You know, and, and the thing is, let's be honest. And Willie points it out. Mm-hmm. When when they get the phone call that, that he's been beat up outside of it, and they're on the way, and he's talking to Mo, he's like, this is kind of an ethical dilemma here because he is sleeping with the guy's wife. Yeah. You know, and he's got a yeah. point. He's got a serious but, point. But you, know? you <laughs> notice who the first one to jump to Mo. go get. Mo is the, yeah. So this, yeah. The, and, and I really, you guys talked about but Mo again, a lot. But again, this know? is Mo taking care of his friends. True. You but know, this that, is Mo going into what I like to call Mo mode. Yeah. You know, here you have this. I'm assuming the fact that he's a textile manager, you know, he's he's a pretty relatively calm guy, has a relatively boring life, you know. Takes really good oh, care absolutely. of his family. Exactly. He's, he's a, a great family man. He's a family you know? man. He's a calm guy. The minute that something goes awry, the minute that somebody messes with his friends, he goes no, his into family. this. His he, family. He makes a point. This is family. Yeah. Right. He goes right. into such a rage where he jumps over, literally pulls the guy out of his own house. Yep. And is about to beat the ever-loving snot out of him until and, his daughter comes until his door. daughter walks out. And the thing is, is that Steve is the guy. That he, yeah. he says, "Look, I'm just trying to save my family." He's got a point, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's one yeah. of those things where Moe's like, "Let's go," and then of course Paul's like, "You just stay away from us," you yeah. know. And 
he's got a point also. Yeah. Well, because we've, the whole we've thing also got to talk about the fact that Willie, the one who is not <laughs> oh, exactly goes into action. Willie is not exactly the one wanting to jump and go. You know, he's the. It's an ethical dilemma when the BMW with the other three frat bros right. comes up. pulling up. Willie's <laughs> the one that jumps in the truck with the snowplow and, and pins, pins the BMW against the snowbank. Against yep. the snowbank. <laughs> Sorry, fellas, I didn't and see. see I know, and that's a great moment. <laughs> you get his ass sued like crazy. Well, that, but, that, but, it's, and, but yeah, it is. It's one of those things where it's like, look, it came to a fairly nonviolent conclusion, you yeah. know. But and it is kind of, and even later, like when they go to the hospital, yeah. And his wife, you know, because he had yelled at her because she was trying to get him to calm down, and he was just like, you know, don't, you know. And then he comes back, and he immediately is back into that. Look, I'm sorry. I know this is, and it's one of those things where, again, there's a lot of subtext there. Apparently, this was who Mo was. Prior he was the to heavy. prior to yeah. being married and becoming a family guy, he was the heavy. And so, and, and I think a lot of bigger dudes can identify with that definitely because they've always ended up having to be the heavy when you're out. Well, out as the boys. not one of the big is not the biggest. Yeah, you're the ones here. who always cause problems for the ones that get us into the situation. I have also many times been the person stepping between my buddy and the other person and we can go into shit ton of stories well, about that at some oh, other time yeah. so but it's, let, let, <laughs> let me say this but yes dave i have also been the one that's run my mouth yeah. and caused other people to have to get in between stuff so and yeah and honestly this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie because this is really one of the first times i mean everybody is buddy buddy around right. one another when everything's going well right but when something goes south and somebody gets hurt and everybody rallies behind them to me, this really defined what male friendship was like in that time yep. frame. Well, it was they, like in some way. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, we can, we can rip on each other a little bit. You know, we're 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 it's a Gen X. Yeah, you know, we we bust <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like Gen Xers will bust we each will, other's We will balls. sit around here and like say the worst things to each other. But the minute that somebody, somebody else messes does with it, us, it's, it's let's know, be honest, swarm. <laughs> it's a weird type of tribalism. It really yeah. is. Yeah, well, it's a good point. It's a very good point. Again, it's that whole family thing. Yeah, you know, hey, I have family that i don't really associate with a whole lot you know for various reasons and if i say something to them about anything that's one thing but yeah. somebody else comes in and says well, something and all of a sudden I'm like oh no you don't get to say that this is yeah. that is uh <laughs> to me this is the personification of the 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 oracle that was john landis in the movie animal house when he said he can't treat our pledges like that. Only, Only we can, can treat our pledges like <laughs> exactly, that. Exactly. You should know. Exactly. Shut up, pledge. <laughs> uh, but that, and okay, so something else I got to bring up on this, and this is something I discovered in the the research uh, that I did for this. Well, we get hold a, hold at this point. Bird, hold on, hold on. Is this yep. about the the writer? A little bit. It's the well, writer and the directors. But go well, ahead. hold on, we got to finish up about Tommy. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's in the hospital. Yes, he's gotten he's what, cracked a couple of ribs and yeah. he's, oh, he's, he's jacked up. It's like three or four he got concussions, three broken okay. ribs, thirty stitches. Let's talk about this. When Steve hits him in the over the back of the head with that with that um that beer mug beer, beer mug, yeah. I feel that every time because yes. I'm like that is concussion city. That is he goes down yeah, like somebody who would have gotten hit with some with a, a yeah. hard object like that. And I'm just, and of course, then they continue beating him after that, which is kicking foul, him. you know. But it's just one of those well, things that every brothers, time, what do you want? Every time yeah. I see that, I'm just like, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. And then, you know, to, to kind of further the story on it, this kind of goes to the next day. 
And this is when Willie has made his decision on what yes, he's going to be yes. doing. And the, 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 the he's leaving. He's, he's leaving. leaving. Yeah. He's going back with he's with Tracy. get married yeah. to Tracy. And but and Bird's laying life. in the hospital bed with um, Birdman. Yeah. Birdman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, what was uh, it? Sharon. 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 You know, he's finally realizing, you know, Sharon. You Who know, was on a date. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Left her date right. to go see him. But he's yeah. laying there, you know, talking to her. Oh, it's like, which we didn't talk about his birthday party. Yeah. About what led to them not being together any longer. Yeah. She planned a birthday party for him at the VFW. They all show up. And then a very drunk Darian Small shows up. Yeah. And just destroys the entire evening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but he's laying in a hospital bed and, and talking to Sharon is like, you know, I don't know who I am. You know, this right. is not the person that I envision myself being. I don't right. know how to fix it. And I mean, there's, you have that pairing that gets wrapped up. You have Willie and Tracy right. that gets wrapped up. Let's talk about Paul for a moment. Cause one of the things that Paul does throughout this movie is he's trying so, to get Jan back. He's right. so pissed off at Jan. He's, he drives the snowplow and keeps piling snow up in front of her house. <laughs> well, specifically her garage, Paul, her garage door, yeah, where she can't get out. So, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And brown. <laughs> it's champagne. Champagne. It's a it's a new style. It's a new style. <laughs> and then at the very end, the after this, thing you know, when you're getting everything kind of wrapped up, there's this really nice scene where where Rappaport is driving, and it's kind of out of nowhere too, yeah, because it starts snowing, and he's like. I can't believe I'm going to have to plow tonight. You yeah, know, and, it's like, yeah. and you can tell he's fighting back emotions. Yeah, he's crying. Oh, he's flat yeah. out crying yeah. while yeah. he's doing this. And he goes over to her house, and you don't see what's going. You're assuming he's piling yeah. up snow, and, and then no. when it pans back, you see that he's actually clearing her right. driveway, and you see her looking down she from sees upstairs. It, right. So, and then the next day, he announces that Jan and whatever the guy's name they got engaged. Yeah, you know, and he's like, ah, yeah, whatever. You know, it's a so, but yeah, that's you. You, you kind of get that wrapped up yep. there. Um, and then there's the wrap up with Marty. All right, let's talk about Marty, Christopher Robin, Dave. I know Dave's gonna have a field day with this one. So there's a the, lot. There's a lot here. Okay, so initially, you know, it's one of those things that he's kind of like, "Hey, who's the new neighbor?" Mm-hmm. And that, you know, they just kind of like had an interaction more than anything. You know, she was kind of yeah. being her wise beyond her years. You know, yeah. kind of the old soul, yeah, type stuff. And then the next time they see they see each other, she starts asking like, you know, are you going to marry? Are you going to marry her? Mm-hmm. Well, you do know? you have a girlfriend? You have a girl, yeah. And he's like, so you're going to marry her? And he's like, completely avoiding all of it. It does okay? have a bit of a Lolita feel to it. Uh, you know, I yeah, I understand people who say that stuff. Okay, yeah. especially what happens a little later, uh, and I'm not going to try to explain it away because right. it is it is. It was a different time. It still wasn't right, and they call it out. They yeah. call everybody calls it out. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I you know again it goes back to when they're having Mo and Willie are having the conversation after the v- VFW birthday party, right? Because basically she had a new she has this new little boyfriend that he saw her with, and, and he's, he's jealous. He's jealous. Okay. The 29-year-old is jealous of, of the 13-year-old. And he says it. He's yeah. like, look. He's like, I know. He's like, you know, I'm jealous of this 13-year-old kid, you know, that gets to be, he says it, gets to be her age. Right. You know, and. And, and, and that, I, honestly, 
so everybody reads that in of him being jealous of this kid so that he gets to be No, I her. think this is the age thing I agree. or anything I agree. else. I think That's it's that the, to have that experience. But at what point he, he actually says, what do I do? Do I wait? Do I wait 10 years? Well, that's I'll, be, I'll that. be 39 and she'll be 20 and it won't yeah. matter. Right, but the, then you got to remember the 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 scene the next time they're together, okay, when, they, when they're when they at the, the skating rink. She okay. actually asked him to wait. But that's a 13-year-old. I know, and that's, that's the whole thing. That's a 13-year-old But you also have to remember, what does he say? Well, eventually, after he's been talked off a ledge. Well, but but it's one of those things that he's sitting there and he's talking to her and he's kind of he's hung over for one thing. Yep. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And Mo, I love Mo. I love Mo in the background, like like staring down the entire time, like what's going on over here, you know? Um, being the dad. Yeah, but, being but the dad. It's one is. of those things that, like, you know, they're having that conversation. And again, the whole Winnie the Pooh, the, the Christopher Robin stuff. Yeah. I think that's brilliant writing. I agree. You know, the whole like I can't be your Pooh Bear. Because the end of that story is that Christopher Robbins grew up and didn't need Pooh anymore. Yeah. You know, and he even says, you're going to be a completely different person, you know, type stuff. And that's kind of one of those like. Because he finally sobered up. Again, but again, it's that whole Willie's running away from this, these couple of big, big responsibilities that are looming over his life. And this was the realization of. No, I can't go. I, and you know, and she even says she's like, you know, alas, you know, you'll, you know, we can't be together because you'll go to jail and I'll be the laughing stock of of homeroom or whatever yeah. it is, you know, yeah, you know, he's kind of whatever. But and, and she did. She said, wait five years, and he he know at that point he realizes, no, this is stupid. Yeah. I've got to get my head right about my life, not about her, right? About my life. Yeah, See, and that's just you know, it, it, I never saw Marty as. As a sexual object no, whatsoever no, no, no. for him. It was more Nothing. of, I think it was Now, more of course, of there's all the jokes. Oh, it's he so even, he even, creepy. You know, the thing is, is oh, when he's talking to Mo. I'm not saying it's not creepy. Now, Don't again, get me wrong. Another literary reference. Yeah. He's ta- he talks about Nabokov. Yeah. You know, talking about the lo- who wrote Lolita, which Lolita is one of my favorite books. That says a lot about you, but go ahead. No. <laughs> Have you ever read it? Yes. It is a beautiful oh, yeah. book. The it's, way that it's written. It's written very Subject matter is creepy as all shit. There you go. Literary, it is a beautiful book. Okay, it is a hard book to read because half of it's in fucking French. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> and also subject matter. And it, but it is one of those things that again, Humbert Humbert from the very beginning says, "I'm a creep." Yeah, and that's one of those things that you go into that knowing this is not this is the mind of a creep. this is the mind of someone who is who's off. Okay. Uh, but like I said, the way that it's written, and Nabokov just knew how to write. Yeah. I mean, dude was so good. But he calls that out. And then, of course, you know, like, you know, later Paul says something about, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he says, so at the end of it, he says, so you're the neighborhood Lolita. And she's like, oh, you're the alcoholic uh, best friendship for brains. You know, yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. I love you know, it. where it's kind of one of those things where, like, they're making fun of the whole situation. Right. Now, you know? now we got to address the elephant in the room for just a okay. moment because even Natalie Portman has has made statements stating that sh- this movie was one of several that she experienced that she felt really over-sexualized her as a child. I agree. Okay. And if you want to talk about Leon the Professional... That's another one. That one... I remember watching that movie when... Yeah. I probably hit VHS. You I know, saw it the, the next theater, year, or whatever, so, yeah. and being like, "This is a great movie. That girl's going to be a star." They should have never 
treated her this way in this movie. I yeah. agree. I you know, agree. I mean, just like, ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you when know? you figure this is kind of a one-two punch where she's I playing see that. that same I element. I see that. And, and she even said, you know. And one right this, after the other. Yeah, yeah this, this really messed it's me a, up. We're not even going to get into the Weinstein side of this. Right, yeah. That's, We're not even going to yeah. discuss that portion of it because it's already been said and it's already been, you know, documented. I just wanted to, you know, Put a period on. That. I know, right? I know, and it's. But I do think that you know, if you can go again, into, Miramax. <laughs> yeah, I think they they did like half the movies that were released between like ninety four and ninety nine. You well, know, yeah. so it's let's, uh, let's let's not talk about. I know it's like, uh, but uh, God, for many reasons. Yeah, but <laughs> all of that aside, I think that this this movie speaks to a lot one on Oscars. I can't believe that. Shit. Well, they tell you how bad the season. The yeah, they, Oscar season they, was. They beat Satan Private Ryan. I so, well, but anyway, that doesn't um, bother me so much. But <clears throat> as far as this movie's going, though, I do think that this is definitely it has a lot of merits. It has its flaws. Mm-hmm. Just like most movies do. But I think with this one, if you can go into it with the storyline and the acting that's done oh. in it, it's yes. amazing. It is. Done. It is a it has moments. It, yeah. okay, okay, look. But I tried I rewatching it. Again. I watched this thing cold. Yeah. Okay. And every everything was it was like, okay, yeah, this is fine. Okay, yeah, this is fine. I've seen this story before. Mm-hmm. This is what the crap is this? <laughs> I can see that. Okay. So Couple of things I wanted to bring up on this, and I was going to bring it up uh, earlier, but uh, there were actually two other people that were slated to direct this movie before Ted did. Oh, really? Yeah, and this is the part that I thought was so funny. The first one was Tony Scott. Oh, okay. and would have been he, a different movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he turned it down. I was about to say, not enough explosions. Yeah, exactly. The other one, which I found hilarious, was James L. Brooks. Oh As no! In, no, yeah, this would have turned into a giant Simpsons episode, you know. It just, I and both of them stepped away from it to yeah. their credit, you know. Um, the the thing that I love about this, though, as far as uh, Scott Rosenberg, the mm-hmm. writer, did you you know the story with this of how this movie came about? Go and start going into it, and then I might stop you before we go into the next thing. <laughs> he was up in Massachusetts trying to sell Con Air to Disney. Okay. And he was up there for so long that it just it wasn't going the way that he wanted to. So he started paying attention to what was going on around the town that he was in. It okay. was, uh, what was it, Needham, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So he started writing a second script based off the stuff that he was seeing going on around town. And that's what became Beautiful, Beautiful Girls. Girls. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> because my wife actually sent me some stuff. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, here we go. Uh-oh. That and the fact that Ted Demi forced all of the uh, the cast to go live together. Well, for, I know there like, was something else you asked us three to watch. Months. There is. So okay. go, go ahead and introduce that because I'm going to We're read going something to else that my wife Hold said. on. Go We're going to pause here for a second and then we're going to come right back into this. All right, so in 2007, a new television show came on ABC called October Road. It's by one of the writer, the writer of Beautiful Girls. Yeah. Okay. Basically what happened, he wrote that movie, mm-hmm. going on what you said there. Right, yeah. But he based the characters on his friends that he grew up with. Actually, right. it was based, and I've got it here, um... Oh, where is it? 
it was based off of Rosenberg's Massachusetts hometown and his childhood buddies. Right. Yeah. So the whole thing with, okay, so Nick Garrett, the main character of October Road, is right. going back to his hometown of Knights Ridge, Massachusetts. <laughs> okay. And the show is about his friend's reaction to the the novel book yeah. he wrote. But ultimately what happened is his friends that he grew up with saw beautiful girls and saw themselves on that and did not like it a whole lot. <laughs> and then we get to find now, out what kind of a garbage guy he was in the first place. Now, here's the thing. Dave, Only you said you watched, what, the first three episodes? I got through of it or the first okay. two and a half. I fell asleep in the third episode. So let me, let me, let me, let me see if you recognize any of this stuff. Okay. So Nick Garrett is mm-hmm. going back home after 10 years where all of his, his friends never left Knight's Ridge. His best friend from high school, Eddie Lateca, is a former high school stud who owns a landscaping company. Yeah, this is sounding a little familiar. His buddy, Owen Rowan. Owen Rowan? Is his married friend with two kids, who is the big lug of, the, of everything. Mo! Yeah. Sorry, I had something stuck in my throat there. Yep. Uh, his friend, David Ike Eichhorn, is this idiot friend who works for his, works for his uh, landscaping company, who has got a funny voice. And and just basically um, it's Cheddar I, it, Bob it's, from it's, my life. It's Kev is what who Kev? it is. It's okay. Kev. Yeah. Um, Sam Daniels, who is his high school girlfriend's son that he didn't know existed, mm-hmm. is this precocious little about nine year old who drops literary references everywhere. Jesus, sounds so familiar. Hold on. His dad, the commander who is a widower who almost never leaves the house and watches hockey all the time. I like this guy already. All right. Is one of those things where he like, yeah, you want to watch some hockey? Okay, cool. Who actually is played by um, Tom Berenger. Okay, that's okay. Kind of it's good. And I actually like the dad. <clears throat> that's kind of okay. perfect. Okay, okay. He has a, a younger dorky brother named Bobby who like smokes pot and plays video games all day. So did this guy just go back to the well and read? Oh, no, 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 wait, no, 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 one of the first music drops in the show uh-huh. is New Horizons by Gin Blossoms. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> just just No, this this show actually has some of the best music drops. Okay. In it. All right. Okay. Uh well, the movie so, had some great ones. No, no, here's the thing. <clears throat> you watched that trailer I just yeah. showed you. Yeah, you remember yeah. the the redhead who said you wrote a book about you blah 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 yeah. who kind of looks like Lauren Holly a little bit? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. That's Owen's wife. Uh-huh. But she's having an affair with Ike. Oh jeez. One time thing. No, it goes on in the, in the show. It, that, that, no, he said it's a one-time thing, but it goes on in the show. Okay. It's not a one-for-one thing. Okay, it, it doesn't it's, stop there. It's damn close. There's Ray Cataldo, Big Cat, who is like their, their, the guy that they, like, in high school, like, they didn't get along with. You know, he's uh-huh. kind of like the town bully or whatever. Yeah. He's a former classmate rival who's now dating Hannah, okay? Who's, who's played by? Who's played by Laura, Laura Prepon, okay? Yeah. But here's the thing. Dave didn't get to it, but later in the, in the season... Like, or actually, I think it's the next season because there's a whole thing between mm-hmm. Big Cat and um, and um, Eddie Lateca. Him and his college buddies beat him up outside of a bar and send him to the hospital. Oh no, 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 no! There is a scene in the first in, in the first season where Owen 
charges in to go beat up a bunch of kids because they 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 like did something or whatever, and he has that moment where it's like, wait, these are kids, I can't just beat them up, and he goes back to his wife after he yelled at her. Oh my god! This wait, is, wait, this is like the kid. Uh, no, 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 how, no, no. How old is the kid? The kid's about eight or nine years. No, no, he's no. 10. He's ten. They he's say 10. he's two months off of his ten-year-old yeah, birthday. He's ten. Yeah. So there's that's, there's, there's, there's a, a whole thing about whether or not Nick is the dad, you know, right. whatever. But that's that. But that has nothing. But no, no, it goes on. Okay. Um. They have a friend named Janet Meadows, who is like Hannah's best friend. Yeah. Who looks a whole lot like Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> and she is and the one that they go to all the time for she goes to it for advice. And oh, they, they have a very unflattering nickname for her. Yeah, Janet the Planet. Which is yeah, it's terrible. Okay. Kind of like Peter the Eater. And here's the thing. I actually like Janet that character better than I like the OG, the Rosie O'Donnell yeah, character. Yeah, she's, I, she's, she's more fleshed out. But it's one of those things where it's like Oh, you did that on purpose. I have no, I didn't. Yes, I just, you did no. it on purpose. Um, I have many times said that October Road is Beautiful Girls the series. Yeah, okay, that's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> and, and we were talking. And about- it's only two seasons. Yeah. And it's like, and when I say seasons, I think it's like thirteen. It's like I think it's six seasons. It's six. I, it's six I episodes. Right. And thir- yeah, there's nineteen episodes. It's six and nine. It's available on Hulu, and it's also available on ABC. Okay. Uh, to, to stream, I own the DVDs of it because I actually love the show. I, I watched it when it was on. When it was on, I love the show. It's I know okay. you don't. It, it's got some point. It's got some high points. It really does. Like the movie does. Right. I think like some I of the said, characters are better. I agree. And like I said, it's got some of the best music drops in this show. Of just like wow, somebody really knew their stuff. Okay. Um. But yeah, it's so. I remember just like. Because I remember seeing that trailer that I, that I played for you. And at the end of it, it says, right. from the writer of Beautiful Girls. I'm like, okay, I'm interested now. Yep. And so I watched it. And after that pilot episode going, oh, it's the same this is the, this, I, I got to watch this. This is, you know, it's just. <laughs> well, and see, one of the things when we were talking off air for just a moment, uh, I brought up. And there's a, a, a movie, Trainspotting 2, yeah. that there's a very great line in that movie. And it really kind of holds true with this. And I'm assuming from October Road as well of being a tourist in your own past yes and that's kind of what willie is doing in this movie well, but it's also kind of what this guy's, you know in the the pilot uh, bill bellamy also has a recurring role in oh, the nice. show he plays uh nick's agent you know yeah whatever. and i hate his character i know he's kind of i know yeah this is nights and diapers or whatever yeah. it is yeah i know uh but it's one of those things where he like um he calls him he's like what are you doing back in Knights Ridge you know and he's like yeah I'm here for a seminar you know blah 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 and he's like don't you know you can't go home again yeah which is that's the the, the whole, the whole yeah. the premise of both of these right you know and and he's not wrong by any stretch of the imagination well but in a way it's at least with beautiful girls I haven't seen October Road but I'm based off what you guys are telling yeah, me it sounds the same it's almost like that kind of goes against that because you are literally walking almost right back into the exact same scene that you just left, you know? Right. It's, it's the same people doing the same things over and over and over again. Uh, anyone that's ever gone to a high school reunion or a college reunion mm-hmm. knows that there are those people that got the hell out. And then there are those people that never left. And when I say never left, I don't mean they never left the town. I mean, they never left whatever their role was in high school. Whatever they were doing then is what they're doing now. I'm sure we've all run into that and seen that at some level. And in a way, this movie kind of touches into that element as well of when you go back, you're going to see a lot of the same yes. stuff, but it's on a whole different a magnified f- level. A couple, of, a friend of mine moved back to her hometown mm-hmm. years ago. And she has since moved. And part of the reason that she moved 
but she told me, she's like, look, I came back here, you know, just to kind of kind reset, of reset yeah. or whatever. And I keep seeing the same people who are still living the same life that they were 20 years ago. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, that happens quite a bit. You and there's know, no, it's just, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a comfort level to it and everybody understands that. But in the same token, it's one of those things that you're looking at. If that's not what you're wanting, then it's going to stick in you like a thumb in your side. Absolutely. You know? And so, uh, I pulled up the soundtrack for beautiful girls. Yes. Okay. Um, do you have, do you have it there? I do. Okay. Um, that's how strong my love is by Roland gift. Um, be for real by the Af- Afghan Wigs. who, by the way, actually have a cameo in <laughs> yeah, the movie, we, as we mentioned, you know, uh, yeah. easy to be stupid by Howlin' Maggie, me and Mrs. Jones by Billy Paul. Yes. Um, there's, there's several song. covers in this, yeah. um, uh, suffering by Satchel. Graduation Day, Chris Isaac, which I love that song. Uh, Beautiful Girl by Pete Droge, love that song. That's the opening, you know, know, it's kind of the... I mean, come on, it's um, Pete Droge. I'll Miss You by Ween. Not in the movie. No. The song is on the soundtrack, but that song is not in the movie. (laughs) Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe, which is a cover by the Afghan Wigs of Barry White. It's very, very. It's so very. Um, Could It Be I'm Falling in Love by The Spinners. Yes. Beth by Kiss. Now, this is the that's car version right. of Beth, not the the uh, um, the um, uh, Peter Chris version. Yeah. Of it. Okay. Um, Groove Me by King Floyd, The Stroll by the Diamonds, and Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. So let's talk about awesome. Sweet yeah. Caroline first. Yes, let's do because that's if anybody remembers any scene from this movie, they remember them all gathered around the piano singing, singing Sweet, Sweet Caroline. Caroline. Right now. In one moment, I can kind of gather it. It's Massachusetts. That's a song that's right. been associated with the Boston Red Sox for many, many years. However, comma, is there a more cliched well, choice of songs I get that, for a but, sing-along? But what's so funny is the fact that, you know, like, again, and Dara, she asked, I go play something. He's over, he's just playing his jazz, whatever. Yep. And then Ike comes over. And, yeah. and whispers in his ear, and, and Willie kind of starts laughing, and he starts playing it. Yep. And then everybody starts having the realization of what he's playing, and they all start singing yeah. along. And okay? it is, it's, a, it's a moment. I'll it, give you it's a moment. It, it, I get the feeling that Ike wanted him to play it so that he could sing it yeah, I know. In, a, in a point of trying to impress. Right. This is right after they just met Indira. Yep. You know? And yep. so it's like, okay, I get that. You know, And even she's laughing about, oh, wow, I can't believe he's playing it's the, the, song, the, the you know? You've lost that loving feeling. It really from is. Top it's, a lot of it. you know, it's that okay. same kind of fun. Yeah. One of the things that I love in this that we didn't talk about earlier is when Tracy shows up when she pulls up outside of you know, the house oh yeah yeah and yeah. Willie comes walking out and she gives him a hug and she looks at him she goes you look terrible he goes I've been drunk for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> raise your hand if you've done that before yeah and I'm the only yeah, one apparently yeah, no, so. no 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 <laughs> I believe the word is bender. Yeah, and, but uh, I also get it too because he's trying to work through some stuff. He's back home with his with his buddies. Yeah. Everything's not coming together the way he wants it to. You just lubricate and yes. let it go at yep. that point. You know? Lubricate for survival, <laughs> I understand. But the whole Sweet Caroline thing, I mean, again, the way that they set the moment up, it's yes, fun. It and is. we've all done that. We've all been oh. sitting there. And he, any friend, anybody that's a musician or has a friend right. that's a musician has tried to screw with people. Well, I'd say you know? One of the things that we touched on earlier also with like everybody, like Willie, like, hey, you know, you yeah. got to keep playing music. It's funny how like all of his friends look at him as a success, of, as kind of a buh, like yeah, as more you know. Even that very last thing when he's going out of town and he sees Kev and Kev rolls the window down and he's like, 
He's like, stay cool, Willie. Stay cool forever. Yep. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's how his friends see him. He yeah. is the he's, cool guy who went to New York, who, you yeah. know, what kind of stuff. Because you see it so often through this, the way that people interact, his, his buddies interact with him of like, no, he got out. There's a he, level he of did like something. idolization. Yeah, there is. Know? There really is. You and know? and yeah, I could see that. I definitely see that through the movie. And, you know, it's it's interesting because it's almost like you see both sides of the coin. Yes, he got out and everybody's re- you know revering him for getting out. Right. But in his own mind, he's trapped. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah. I, you know. It, it, again, it's a it's lot that, deeper it, thoughts than we thought we'd go into this movie with. I think, you know, again, I think this is a cute movie. I really I enjoy, enjoy it. it. I watch it probably once a year. I've watched it twice here recently. Um, once last night because I knew we yep. were doing it. I wanted to refresh, but I just watched it like a month ago. You I know? believe I it's just, actually still streaming on Pluto. It, as I don't, well, is, so. is it on Pluto? Okay. I, I don't so. know. I don't know where. I know I dropped a digital copy for, you know, and I own a copy of it on DVD. I've yeah, had it yeah. for years, you know. Uh, there actually is a Blu ray of it out there but it's out of print and it's real expensive now oh, I kind of um uh and there's really no extras on there that's worth i mean it's just a, a better you know a better um better visual. transfer of, yeah. the, of the movie you yeah. know um but yeah i i know i have heard people over the years rag on this movie usually about the marty and willie stuff you know which i get okay it's it's creepy as hell there's it, no doubt about it in one in, in one way of looking at it, yes, very much so. Okay, um, and I'm not defending. I'm just saying that it that for me mm-hmm. kind of falls under the same. Like Kevin Smith has has caught a lot of flack over the years for chasing Amy about the way that that whole thing is depicted. You know, like some people are like, oh, you know, well, basically all you said is that you know if she's a lesbian, all she needs is the right man, and she won't be a lesbian any longer. Right. I never, when I watched that movie as a 23-year-old or whatever it is, that never once crossed my mind. It was all about relationships and about how, about the hang-ups that people have in relationships. Right. You know, the whole deal with uh, with Alyssa Jones being this much more experienced person than him. And so this was a problem. It didn't have anything to do with her being a lesbian when they met or her dating a girl when they met or whatever. And she even says, and the, the character says in there, I met you and fell in love with you, yeah. you know, rather than, and getting the whole spectrum thing or whatever. And that kind of think that's, you got to kind of take that same approach here with this, where it's like, I don't think that this was about Willie wanting to have sex with a 13 year old. It's about Willie meeting this person that, reminds him of because he says it all that potential right that's in this person that hasn't come out yet so of him being at that crossroads in his life and seeing this other person and saying there's all this potential why wouldn't i want to be around someone that can be better than the way i turned out right and and i i think it can be summed up like this Mm -hmm. it's the difference between seeing a painting Mm -hmm. and seeing what the picture is and seeing a painting and knowing why it exists what I the meaning behind, okay. behind yeah. it is. And, you know, some people see the painting and see what the picture is and they can be interpreted and, you know, offended or twisted or right. however they want right. to view it. And then knowing the meaning behind it, it may not necessarily be kosher. Sometimes they do coincide. Yeah. Sometimes, what, what's the old line from uh, uh, Sigmund Freud? Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. It's just a cigar, that's right. You know, man. but yeah. it's sometimes Which is, there's was a lot convenient of- for him. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Dave's over here tilting his head back. Mm, yeah, a like, cigar, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dave's been over this episode for a while. So. <laughs> I love this movie. I suggest, I, I recommend it highly okay like i said this is one of my favorite movies it's, it yeah. just hit me at a time in my life yeah, like when i, can I see saw that. it and i was like hey i agree and i and it's it's the again, same with some stuff doesn't hold up there's a few words in this that would no longer would not yeah, make true, it into you know there's some jokes that you would know, make it, it in it you hit know? you in your life at a certain point it did and it, absolutely it, it resonated exactly it's just like some certain music right hits you at a certain point in your life right. and it resonates yeah um it's an okay movie. It's just that that it's part not for of it, everybody. No, that part of it completely. Yeah, you know, took me out of the. I was like, okay, I yeah, this it. is cool. This yeah. is cool. I can see the symbolism. That is not going to. <laughs> it's it's the Kathy Bates nude scene in About Schmidt. It's that. Well, what first the hell, off, I've you know? never seen that. Yeah. So it's the whole idea of what the hell is going on and why is this here? Well, it all goes back to my rule about Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> If she stars in it, I don't watch it. <laughs> what, you didn't like The Cell? I have not seen The Cell. Oh, he's a, he's a big Geely You fan. want me to go through it? I have not seen The Cell. I have not seen Geely. I have not seen okay. Made Manhattan. Move I have along. not seen Jersey Girl. I have, not, I have seen Jersey Girl. She's in it for like five minutes. At, at, at the very at, beginning, she's at. not starring in it, okay? Um, Money Train. I have not seen Money Train. See, that's her. Uh, that's Wesley Snipes. I've never even heard of Money Yeah, Tree. that's Wesley oh. Snipes and, and uh, um, uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. It was like they're kind of after White Men Can't Jump. Like, oh, attempt to try to, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I have not seen The Wedding Planner. I have not seen like all these terrible, the enough. I have not seen right, Angel gonna, Eyes. I'm I gonna, have not seen all these terrible movies. You know what? You know what? One movie I have seen? Selena. She, Selena is the yeah. only one. I was about to throw so that one that's, at you. Uh, but I, but I have been saved from all these other terrible movies because I don't watch movies that Jennifer Lopez is in. Fair. So it's <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, Chad, we are doing a Chuck episode, okay? Just to let you know, I'm about midway through the third season right now, and I know the other two guys are going to catch up to me eventually. So there is a Chuck episode coming eventually. We need to talk about that, actually. Uh-oh, there yep. we go. <laughs> he's he's going to break out his long shirt and his yeah. was it? short shirt. Short, a, long, a, long, a long jacket, short skirt. Yeah, yeah short skirt and a long... Jacket. Yeah, you get the trumpet solo going. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> we need to talk about it after the show. All right. So, uh, yeah, guys. Um, yeah, Beautiful Girls. I think you said it was available on. I believe it's still streaming on Pluto. Pluto. Okay. Um, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's streaming anywhere on like any of the other right. streaming stuff. And um, if you've seen this movie, reach out to us on Discord. Reach tell out to us on how Instagram. You feel about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, it's, we're we're open to absolutely. any interpretation. Absolutely. And you if know, you haven't seen it, give it a watch. I mean, it's definitely worth a watch. It's a lot of fun. If I mean, nothing else, just to watch those two monologues yeah. from Rosie O'Donnell oh, and so from Michael Rappaport, which were so freaking good. That that Rosie O'Donnell monologue yeah. is just amazing. She, I've seen it twice. I'll have seen it twice. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so right. anyways, I am Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And I'm Barry. And we will see you next time. See you. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Where it began I can't begin to knowing, but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Hey. 
touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you This yeah. one that's scene, about the only so. thing that's worth watching in the movie between this and League of Their I'm Own. I'm cutting all of your shit out, yeah. <laughs> all of this. Okay, so just so you know, it's a because I have the final edit. So, so. so. <laughs>